Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max presented by Progressive Insurance. So, the future of Tom Brady is maybe less clear than it's been in a long time, right? Rob Ninkovich said last week, this is when my ears really pricked up, when Ninko came out and said, hey, he could see Brady retiring after the season if they don't win a Super Like He could lose early in the playoffs or... What? Nick said that? Come on, man. If, if, if Nickovich is saying that, now I'm paying attention. Then Jeff Darlington and Adam Schefter reported that Brady, who has one year remaining on his current deal, the thoughts of retirement have become more of a reality than ever before. That was the quote. And, okay, fine. So, listen, this is not coming out of nowhere. I'm thinking maybe he wants some leverage with the team, something. Why would he be putting that out there? And now we've heard from Tom Brady. Here's what the greatest of all time said yesterday on the Let's Go podcast on Sirius XM. I have kids now, too, you know, and I care about them a lot as well. You know, they've been my biggest supporters. My wife is my biggest supporter. It pains her to see me get hit out there. And, um, you know, she deserves what she needs from me as a husband. My kids deserve what they need from me as a dad. You know, I'm going to spend some time with them and give them what they need because they've really been giving me what I need the last six months to do what I love to do. And, you know, I said this a few years ago, it's, it's what relationships are all about. It's not always what I want. It's what we want as a family. And, uh, you know, I'm going to spend a lot of time with them and, you know, figure out in the future what's what's next. What do you think, Mike T? Yeah, I was saying the key. I mean, that really sounds like a really different narrative. I mean, he's using words he's never used before. If you guys asked me 48 hours ago, I'd be like, oh, he's coming back. He, he's not ending with a home playoff loss. I heard that. I'm like, there's a guy that's probably going to retire. Now, with that said, again, I've been around players and coaches at the end of the season. It's a long season, emotionally and physically draining. If he's saying that when he comes back from Costa Rica or something like that, I think it's 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 over. Um, if I'm Tampa Bay, the only thing I'm hoping is what Bruce Arian said the other day, which is, I give vets all the time in the world, but that sounded like a guy that was uh, one foot out the door. You know, I, I don't even think it's about whether or not he needs to chase anything. What it really truly is about, and I said this yesterday prior to Brady even saying any of this, he must have hurt me and duplicated it for whatever reason, but it's about family. It's about Jack. It's about his wife, his kids. It's about seeing them, being able to have breakfast and dinner and lunch with them, see a movie actually watch a movie and not fall asleep in the movies because you're so tired from going to training camp and going to practices and sitting in meeting rooms. At some point in time, you, you've arrived there. Now, here's what I would say, and you've heard this before. Here's a guy, in my opinion, has one foot in and one foot out by even mentioning the thought process of retiring. You can't all of a sudden turn that switch off and decide, well, I ain't going to retire, and then give your best because you already in your mind, the moment that something goes wrong, damn, 
Man, I should just stay the saying home. is if you if you if you're wondering so if you're is. thinking about retiring, yes. you already got one. For, you're basically yeah, done. You're basically so, done. Yeah, so, but what about this guy? If if you're a Tampa, oh, I, Jay, I'm just telling you from his perspective and the level in which he wants to play. When you start thinking about it, and gotta put one foot in, one foot out. You ain't I think the, the diff- Jay, I would say that's true. They say it in boxing. They say it in football yes. because they're, they're dangerous full-contact sports. Are you saying you don't think it's true in, in those sports or it's not true in basketball or, or period? So there, you don't think for a second or time being that Tom Brady, after they won a Super Bowl, thought about, do I ride out on a white horse last year? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. So, See, I, that, now I know we're getting into subjection, like subjective opinions. No, they, like they, that's Key's opinion. No, they but immediately like, said, let's run sure, it back. Well, that's fine. But I'm sure there, there's a moment where you're like, do I want to go out on top of this game? Do yeah. I want to go out on top? I yeah, think I he think thought you, he, he would go you, out on but top But I also year. think you're okay. missing. That's think, what I'm saying. But, but I also like, think you're missing what we're saying. He's saying it publicly. Not thinking about it. Saying it is different than thinking about it. In my seventh year, I – Thought about it. I don't know if I, but I didn't come to Mike and, him and be like, "Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't feel good. I think I'm gonna take some time off to make a decision." So, yeah, but I, I look at this. I'm sorry, Mike. I know you're here to talk about this too, but I look at this whole thing as, look, it's you said it, Mike. There's an emotional toll every season takes on you, and I sometimes think for a guy like Tom Brady, who is nearing the end of his career, playing at the MVP level, to sit there and say, "I haven't spent time with my family. I haven't spent time with my kids." Sometimes when you do that for a month, you know, you're like, no, I mean, Mike, let's be honest. Jay's you do that for a month. I said this earlier. This you're like, morning. okay, I love everybody. This is great. But, like, I still I need to Mike, have a part of me. Mike, that's a real thing. So I have a suggestion. I have the perfect solution. I would thread the needle. I would say, and we did something very similar with Brett Favre, by the way. I would say, Tom, you are banned from the facilities on Monday and Tuesday. You cannot come in the building. We will email you the game plan. You could go to TB12 to get any rehab you need, but you have to take your kids to school on Mondays and Tuesdays. If you don't, I'm going to fine you, and you're only allowed in the building on Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays. And Tom Brady at 60% in, to Key's point, is better than Blaine Gabbard or Kyle Trask at 100%. And, Tom, we're going to give you a way to sort of, like, start retirement on a sort of staggered process. I want to talk about what Key said and what, what, what Brady said about family and what Key said about family. I think th- I have one thing I heard in what Brady said that I don't agree with in terms of his thought process, and I think ultimately it means maybe he doesn't retire, and that's, what, that's this. When you make decisions about family, it's not I – I don't think the right way to do it, my own opinion, my own experience, is to say, look, they've sacrificed for me for this time, and now I need to do what they want – Now, if it's being motivated, because you can't live your life for other people that way, if it's being motivated by the fact that what Key said, his son is growing up, he's 14, he feels like he's missing it. That's different. Then he's got to do what he's got to do. If he feels like, I can't stay awake for the movie, I'm watching with my kids, I can't take them to practice, whatever, that's motivated from what he wants to do. That's why, Mike, I like your plan, because it's like, I don't have to miss that stuff, and I can play football. But if Tom Brady is sitting there going, it's not motivated so much by me wanting that as it is it's what they want, I think that would be a mistake for him. But see, the problem with that, though, is you got to remember the individual. The individual will not half-ass do anything. It's either all in over here 
are all in over here. It's okay. not splitting right. so key, time because he's been doing Can't that. Can't split the baby. But, but, he's but, been but, doing he's that for been so all long. in on his family, though. Right, but so key, so, I, I, go ahead. No, I was going to say he's always been all in on his family. Right, but, but what I'm saying is maybe you can thread the needle because you, you, you're in the same system. And, Tom, you can still have a meaningful year on the field, and we want to give you a more meaningful uh, year off the field. And we're going to try to thread that needle. And by you not being in the facilities on Monday and Tuesday and taking your kids to school on Wednesday – because we're going to start the first offensive meeting at 10 a.m. on Wednesdays. This could yeah, work you're going you're to make it work. You're going as a staff and a general manager, and head coach. You're going to try to couch everything to satisfy his needs. I get that, but it's more about him being with his family, being around his son, his wife. Watching him get knocked down bothers him. How she feels. All of those things are important. Having a conversation and you saying, Max, well, it's about him not feeling uh, or falling asleep, but it's about him feeling that way. True. But when your kids are nudging you, it's like, you didn't even watch the movie with me, Dad. Yeah. Now it's about them. But Mike's solution, I think, is an elegant solution because he's saying you get to play, and he probably could do that and play at a very high level. Yeah, probably And then also if you you have – you got Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday morning. So it's, it's a compromise. You're right. You're not going to be there 100% the way you want. It's not the same. But maybe to Jay's point, like, and we all have experienced this. When you first have kids, you don't want to spend a second away from them. <laughs> then eventually you got to go on a business trip something, and you wake up, you wake up in the hotel by and, yourself. and not six in the morning by a kid dragging you at it, and you're like, you know what? Every now bad. and then, this ain't so bad. I got some sleep. <laughs> y'all crazy, man. No, we're not. Yes, we're y'all sane. are. We're man, sane. y'all are crazy. No, we're saying. When you play, when you play <laughs> professional sports at a high level for a very long time and you have kids that you have to watch grow up and you're not there because you are off on a plane ride somewhere with a team, it's yeah, not can, cool. I, I, it doesn't I, feel good. Yeah, I can, can I tell you something? And – I know a lot of people who are executives who aren't professional athletes who spend exponentially less time with their kids than athletes do. And you also have to think about this for your kids too, Key. Your kids got a chance to be around certain individuals that if your their dad wasn't playing professional sports, the experiences that they got, the type of people they got a chance to be around, other kids they got a chance to meet, like that is a priceless experience. Yeah, that's it really cool. is. A, I understand how you can get tired of it. It's and I'm cool, not saying that you they, can't, they, but it's really a priceless experience. Yeah, it's cool. They're going to do that anyway. My daddy is Tom Brady. My daddy is Jay Will. I'm going to be able to do I'm that. Just, I'm just saying he can't if he if it's motivated at, if it's motivated by him feeling I'm missing this. That's one thing. Okay. If it's motivated it. by I, I have to live my life for someone else. To me, that's another thing. Let's spin it forward to the Bucks' future without Brady. Uh, <laughs> listen to <laughs> that's a tough turn. Listen to well because that could happen. Yes, right? I mean based on what Key is saying. Yes. B- listen, Mike T didn't think so. Heard the sound well, and said even, he might it be It ain't gone. even just me. Even the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are already putting a contingency plan together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So, so here is Bruce Arians, um, on reloading. The reload, you know, like it is every year. Um, for us, free agency will be our guys and. uh See how many and that we can get back, and then build the team from there. Always look forward to that part of it and um, and the draft. So, yeah, each year is so different and so new. Last year was uh, to get everybody back. It was amazing, and um, doubt we can do it all again this year. But uh, we're sure going to give it our best. 
Sounds like uh How do you even go about that process, Mike? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, who wins the NFC South next year? Atlanta? I mean, who knows, right? <laughs> that's the, that's the most interesting thing about all this. If Brady's gone, Matt Ryan has a second life, right? And and they went and got him help last year in the draft instead of drafting for the future, right? Matt Ryan might be looking, oh, I'm going to run this division. What does that mean about Sean Payton and his decision for the future? Oh, Brady's out of the division? I got Jameis Winston coming back. What does that mean about Carolina? Like, you know, all of a sudden it's wide open. Carolina just hired somebody as their OC. Ben McAdoo. Well, okay, forget about Carolina. <laughs> That's why I teed it up that way. Forget uh, so, about Carolina. But, but no, I, I, look, guys, it's Jeez. ominous. It's Man. ominous in Tampa Bay from this standpoint because here's what would concern me if I'm the Buccaneers. When Tom walks out the door, Gronk's going. Who else is going, right? Chris Godwin probably doesn't want to resign, right? And now you start thinking about on the other side of the ball, what happens with some of the defensive players that were there that are going to be free agents. So it's not Tom Brady leaving, which is catastrophic. It's who else is going to go with him. This is why what, what Key's saying about Aaron Rodgers is interesting to me with Tennessee. Because remember when Brady was making his decision, it was like he chose T- – Tampa is not a bad market. It's not like the most glamorous market. But from a football point of view, you thought, oh, with Tom Brady? And that's Tennessee with Aaron Rodgers. From a football point of view, you look at – at drop air dropping Aaron Rodgers onto that team, you go, oh, so, all right. Look. Why not Rodgers to Tampa Bay? Like, like yeah, Rodgers yeah, has chance. already seen it work with not Brady. He knows he knows that that organization can do it with a veteran quarterback. Like we've talked about Denver as a possibility for Aaron Rodgers because we're like, oh well, they did it with Peyton Manning. We know they can do it with a a veteran future Hall of Fame quarterback. Aaron Rodgers just saw Tom Brady literally do what he wants to do and go win a Super Bowl. In Tampa, why can't he go from Green Bay to Tampa Bay and follow Brady and replace him? And they go all in. They extend the window another three years. Because he, there's no way that the way Aaron Rodgers is constituted, he would ever follow Tom Brady. Never. Because if he didn't win a Super Bowl, then he has to deal with that. So I think he goes any place but Tampa. I'm not going following my rival to, no, they haven't been rivals though. They've been in the it's, same it, conference for uh, only when two I say, years. When I say rival, I'm talking about from a public's perception. Oh, it had. The, I'm the yeah. greatest quarterback. No, he's the greatest quarterback. That that was what I'm it was about. the greatest I'm quarterback. Gonna, I'm not doing that. He's going to Tennessee. If it he's was going the anywhere. greatest quarterback versus the best quarterback, and there's this perception, and I held it and was vocal about it that Rodgers is actually better, just in a worse situation. Then Brady gets to the same conference and knocks him out year one and wins the Super Bowl. Then Rodgers doesn't even win a playoff game. There's no way he's going to – I don't think that he would follow Tom Brady's well, – Think of it this way. What and, if and I go to Tampa and I win two Super Bowls? Now yes. I've won more oh, than Brady I've, in Tampa. I, the, you, that, think of that, it that is, way. That is That's one way to do it. That's how athletes are wired. That you is guys one have way, told me this. That is one way to do it. As Mike T has said and brought up recently – Green Bay had 30 years of Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. They won two Super Bowls. At least Favre got to two. Rodgers is acutely aware of how difficult it is to even get there. You think he's thinking, I'm going to jump down there and win two? The best thing for him to do is to go to Tennessee, hmm. win his Super Bowl, and show everybody, well, I came to Tennessee and won. That's the best thing to do. Mike, I, I mean, think Tom you're right. Brady did in Tampa. We're, we're Tennessee Bruce, set up. Were Bruce, Ari- Bruce, Bruce Arians, Arians? Come on. Were, were Bruce Arians and Aaron Rodgers even be compatible? Probably not. Yeah, not not ideal. But I think you know it's probably a marriage of convenience. My question is: Does Bruce Arians re kind of think his future if Tom Brady leaves? 
And yeah. now, and now, like, does New Orleans reset quarterback head coach? Does Tampa reset quarterback head coach? Does Leftwich and Rodgers? Yeah, I was going to say, is Leftwich, is Leftwich getting Jacksonville? He's still in the mix. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah, I mean, but Leftwich and Rodgers would be interesting. Oh God, you are crazy, man! No, no, I'm not. I don't. I don't think he's going to Tampa. <laughs> let me be very clear. It's just that whenever it says, "What about Arians and Bray and Rodgers?" It's really Leftwich and Rodgers, right? Thought, from the I thought offense. Max was trading Trevor Lawrence to Green Bay, and Rodgers was going to Jacksonville with. <laughs> no, you stay away from Jack. His idea is the best one. Tennessee, from a football point of view, would be exactly to me. Like when when the Bucks got Brady, you looked at the Bucks and you went, "Oh, wait a minute, with Brady, that's a problem." But it doesn't it doesn't mean anything when you say football point of view? Yeah, every single city for a guy like Aaron Rodgers makes sense. It doesn't matter because it's Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, but he's already are, on all state commercials and all the other stuff. It doesn't matter for him. For, it doesn't matter for them, but for him, certain teams put him in better positions, certain teams worse. Tennessee would put him. That well, position obviously, is he love. wants to go to a team that he said he ain't into the rebuilding. Right. He wants to go to a team that's already ready to go. It looks like not only are they ready to go, but they're peaking right now. Like, they got all the stuff right now. They even got the – what's the backup running back? Uh, Deontay Foreman. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Deontay Foreman is is legit. No doubt. He broke broke off that. If I'm Aaron Rodgers, though, yeah, that's where I'm going. (laughs) It's not even close. I'm going Denver Broncos. I'm going right there. I'm still talking to the Rooney family, by the way. I'm bringing Mike Tomlin, Mr. Rooney. T.J. Watt, Najee Harris. You know, the other question is when you look at Rodgers and Brady both getting knocked out of the playoffs, and we don't know what's going to happen from here on out, but there was something symbolic about the game that Mahomes and Josh Allen just played against each other, national stage, final game of the greatest weekend ever, greatest game anyone's ever seen, all this stuff. It felt a bit to me like a changing of the – if not a changing of the guard, a signal of what's coming ahead – no Rodgers or Brady at this stage in the game in forever. Neither one is there. Mahomes and Allen just had this incredible game. Mahomes is now going up against Joe Burrow in the AFC. It feels to me like things are changing. And sure enough, Rodgers is, not, is non-committal about Green Bay. And Brady's suggesting maybe he's done. Maybe we look back at this last weekend of NFL games and say, yeah, that was like, not, it was the greatest weekend in the history of the NFL. All four games were amazing, and it had potentially repercussions, reverberations that will extend far beyond this season. It's possible. Yeah, if Justin Herbert can only get in there. Stop. That's right. <laughs> Stop. We almost made it through a whole segment. Why would you want to do Justin that? Justin Herbert. Boy, Why that guy has everything. Like Arm. Because I got annoyed. Legs, speed. Max. Height. Max. Put up the numbers we great all, against we quarterback went pressure. These, we went through all these quarterbacks and never mentioned Russell Wilson. Does he look a little cooked to you, or you think he's still great? I think he, I think he is what he's always been. Really? You don't think yeah. he's any different? I don't think he's any different. I huh. think the team is different, <laughs> and I think the coaching is different. But I don't think he's any different than he's always been. And I, I, to me, I was always bet on a guy that's done it for as long as he has. And, I, again, there's, you're talking about passing the guard. If I'm in the AFC and I got to compete with all those dudes, give me Russell Wilson because at least all I know day. I got a chance. Yep. Yeah, he's, 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 he's one a, of those guys for sure. Yeah. He's, yeah. The sa- he's the same guy. Yeah. It's just the team around him and the coaches around yeah. him are cooked. And, and again, like to me, like I know I may not win it every time, but if I got to go play all those other guys, like I'm not. There I, are five in the AFC that not, you've identified 100%. But I'm not asking Russ to throw it 50 times. I don't want right. my quarterback throwing 50 you need times. A, but you do need a difference maker, I and need Russ a is a difference, difference maker. maker 
that can hit four to five a game and use some stuff on his feet and not going to give it to the other team. And by by the way, that's a great way to go beat Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen when it's third and eight and Russell Wilson. Yep. Scrambles for nine. The so Tom Brady could be out of the NFC. He's out of the AFC already, right? He could be out of football. No Tom Brady. He'll be he might be out of football. Aaron Rodgers could very well wind up in the AFC because you'd figure they'd Tennessee. rather trade him to the AFC than the NFC. So add Aaron Rodgers to the AFC to go with Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert. That's six dudes I just mentioned that are killers. And, and besides Rodgers, they're 27 or younger. And I'm going to give you. I'm and Deshaun gonna, Watson, we don't know about his future, and, but he's one of those guys. And here's what I'll do for you. Yeah. Give you three ones in Tannehill, and I'll give you another $22 million in cash. For Aaron Rodgers? For Aaron Rodgers. Three ones, I'm taking the deal. Yeah, if I'm the it. Packers. It's not Take a it. question. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, those yeah. three years, those right. ones are going to be 32nd and 31 and 30, so you can have them. But you know what, though? Now Ryan Tannehill becomes Alex Smith in Green yeah. He's a in guy Green that you can with. Yep. Yeah. yeah. He, he stabilizes things, gives Jordan Love another year. Watch him do it now. Woo! <laughs> Keyshawn J. Will and Max is presented by Progressive Insurance. Brady may not be the only all-time great who's won his final championship. That's next. Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. This team needs a kick in the ass, man. They they, they need it. Uh, They need somebody to say, this is mine. We need to own it. It starts with Anthony Davis and his butt being back on the court and playing. Whenever you get a, a player like AD back, it definitely changes your team, not just on the offensive side, but defensive side. He's able to do things that people can't do at his size. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max is presented by Progressive Insurance. We mentioned it in the Sports Center. AD is probably good for tonight's show. He's coming showdown. back tonight, He's supposedly. Probable yep. for tonight's showdown with... The Nets at Barclays Center, and we are thrilled to be joined by Lakers radio analyst on ESPN 710 LA, known as Bahamas Ali. I have him on the boxing show sometimes. The great Michael Thompson, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning, Michael. 
Hey, boys, good to talk to you. Before. Hey, Max, you got to tell these boys about Boots Ennis. You got to tell them about Boots Ennis, Max. Yeah, Boots Ennis can fight. If you, mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, Boots Ennis, we got to see Boots take the next step now. Like, step up a level because the skills are there. Speaking of the skills being there, Michael Thompson, what was it like for you emotionally when you saw your son, Clay Thompson, return to the floor after two years away? Yeah, I was so uh, so uh, so happy for him. Um, so um, so thankful that he can come back and and move the way he moved before the injuries that he suffered. Uh, that's the main thing, Jay Will. You know, and Key, being the world class athletes that you you guys were and still are, I'm sure. That uh, coming back from a major injury, you are uh, concerned that you can move naturally and not even have to think about it in the back of your mind. And from what I saw. He was running around and moving and jumping and landing just like he uh, was before the before the injury. So that's what I was most concerned about, and that's what I was most happy about seeing. You know, Mike, it's also great that they're going to load manage him to a degree, just kind of buffering how much time he could play, time of practices. I, I, I do appreciate the way they're going about it. Speaking of another player who's coming back off injury, uh, could happen tonight, Anthony Davis. What does he mean for this Lakers team? Oh, everything, man. He – Sometimes he allows LeBron to take a step back and be the, be the Scottie Pippen in the Michael Jordan role. AD's that great. He's that good of a player. When AD's uh, going full speed and he's uh, playing up to his capabilities, he's a top five player in this game. Top, he could be a top three player. He's that good. And we often forget about that sometimes because he, he gets overlooked because of who he's playing with and LeBron and who he used to play for in the Pelicans when they never really used to get anywhere in the playoffs. But AD is that special of a player. And you really can't judge the Lakers until they get AD back at full speed. That's like judging KJM, your guys' show, without the M, without Max, mm. because we know that Possibly. he thinks that he's the AD of your show, or maybe he thinks oh, he's the LeBron of your show. Are you the AD of the show? I'm the Michael Wait, Jordan of this show. Wait, he said he <laughs> thinks so. I'm so the Michael Jordan of any you, show I'm on. He gave you a compliment and then took it back. Yeah, that's true. That's true. He did How that. you doing this morning, MT? <laughs> I'm, I'm doing good. Now I'm talking to the LeBron of the show. Oh, oh wait, know. wait, hold on, Mike. That means I'm Russell Westbrook. Hold on now. No. Hey, Russell Westbrook's a Hall of Famer. Just like what's wrong with that? That's fair, but I got to win some chips though, well, Mike. Like, you gonna put me in that Howard. Um, <laughs> so, MT, what what is it that we need other than getting AD back for us to kind of get things turned around? What what adjustments do we need to make? Well, defensively, it's all about defense, Key. You know, and this, as Jay Will knows. Uh, everybody in this league loves to score and mostly can score. But if you want to get to the next level and play Miami for games one and two in the NBA Finals, which I'm hoping for, fellas, then you got to play defense. you got to shore up the middle. Their, their, their interior defense has been porous. They've been doing a horrible job rim protecting. And Anthony Davis will not bring that to the Lakers. He's so versatile as a defensive player. He's way better to say a guy like Rudy Gobert because AD can switch out on smaller players and move his feet and that's what they're missing from a versatile big man like him. Rim protection and being able to switch on the perimeter. Mike, what, what do you see from Frank Vogel? Are, are there adjustments he needs to make? How does he need to get this team to actually right the ship from a defensive mind, mindset? The only thing I would uh, criticize Frank about is he needs to get on these guys' case about uh, playing better team defense. I don't know if they have enough time to practice it, but just get in the gym and practice their defensive rotations help and get and recover those kind of simple things that the Showtime Lakers was so good at because we had people like James Worthy and Michael Cooper and AC Green and Kurt Rambis defensive minded players like that that's what these guys got to get Frank's got to really insist on these guys 
putting more emphasis and more importance and uh, on playing defense and helping each other out so you won't give up and lobs to the hoop. Michael Thompson, former NBA player, current broadcaster, Laker basketball. You'll hear him tonight on 710 ESPN. Uh, joining us this morning on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Uh, what should the Lakers, if they do anything at all before the trade deadline, what, what moves do you think they'll make, Mike? Nothing. They've got the personnel to, to go deep into the playoffs, Key. They've got all the experience in the world, as we all know. And the playoffs are a whole different animal. Everybody gets rejuvenated. Even if you've been in the league 15, 17 years, everybody feels like they're 25 years of age again when the playoffs roll around. So they've got the roster to throw a scare into the Warriors, the Suns, the, the Jazz, uh, all the top, all the, the Memphis Grizzlies, the top of the uh, Western Conference. So, and everybody knows that. Believe me, all those teams on the top right now, while the Lakers are struggling, know that when com- comes playoff time, with the Lakers experience, that's going to be a tough out for anybody to get through because of the, all the experience that these guys have. So they just have to uh, commit more to playing better defense, and they could, they could beat and challenge anyone. Michael, before the season began, I um, referred to the fact that Every year for the this is now the fourth consecutive season. Russell Westbrook is on a new team with new players, new teammates, and he has to figure it out. And in the first half, we all say Russell Westbrook thinks he's no good anymore. And then in the second half, he figures it out, and we all go, "Oh, whoops! Russell Westbrook is an MVP caliber player still." Right now, this is the fourth year where this is happening, and I predicted that's what would happen. But I have to admit, every year when it's like, "Wait a minute, this isn't getting better yet. This isn't getting better yet," even though we're pre All Star break. You start to get a little nervous. Where are you with that? Will Russell Westbrook successfully adapt, as he has at least in the regular season, the last three years and play out of his mind in the second half, or are you worried? Yeah, I think he's going to take a step back and just sort of like let the game come to him now that Anthony Davis is back. I think when Anthony was out the last month, Russell was trying to maybe do more than he thought he, he needed to do because trying to make up for the loss of Davis. Now that Davis is back and he's still got LeBron playing as if he's 27 years of age, not 37, I think Russell now can realize that he doesn't have as much responsibility, so he can relax a little bit and let the game come to him, and I think he'll be more efficient that way as opposed to force things to happen, trying to make up for the absence of Anthony Davis. Michael, how incredible is it to see what LeBron James is doing at this age and how – incredibly talented he is on the offensive end of the ball. Yeah, you know, me and you and Key, we all played, had long careers and played a long time. And of course, you got hurt early, Jay. But uh, can you imagine you being 37 years of age as a point guard in this league and playing at the level, the all-pro level that LeBron is playing at? We've never seen this before. We've seen Michael Jordan play at an older age and, of course, Kareem. But nobody at this level, even Kobe, of course, but nobody at this level at this age after what I call, guys, 22 years in the league. They, people say this is his 19th year, but you add three years of playoff basketball, mm. he's like in his 22nd season, mm. and he is probably the biggest freak of nature we've ever seen in pro sports in America for a guy to be playing at this level, at this age, and this kind of a physical of a sport. I know it's not the NFL, but Tom Brady ain't out there making tackles and out there going across the middle like Keyshawn used to do. You know, So uh, even though Brady's performing at a high level at 44, 45, He's playing quarterback where he's protected, but LeBron, every night, the guy doesn't take a night off and he's playing at this level. We ain't never seen anything like this. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. He's right. It's unprecedented. The great Michael Thompson, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Michael, when am I getting you back on the boxing show? That's the question. Well, uh, whenever I can uh, get not be so lazy to drive 60 miles from San Clemente.
Yeah. Yeah, well, someone's got to come. Beautiful ocean. Someone's got to come to Michael with the truck and everything and the setup. <laughs> Thank right. you, Michael right. Thompson. Appreciate it as always. Thanks, Mike. Um, Did we lose him? Oh, we lost him. It's hard to change Keyshawn Johnson's mind, but we found the guy who could do it. Wait till you hear about this. That's next. Keyshawn J. Willemax on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus. Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. Saints owner Gail Benson acknowledged Coach Sean Payton's status remains uncertain for the 2022 season. If the Cowboys all of a sudden start to dissolve, C.D. Lamb and Michael Parsons and Diggs, and you start looking at that stuff, you go to yourself, hmm, you know, I've flirted with the possibility of the Cowboys before. Maybe this is the right time. Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio Series XM Channel 80 and your smart speakers. So, Key, you've been pretty adamant. Mike McCarthy ain't going anywhere. If it, there is a coaching change, it'll be maybe after this year. But then you heard an irresistible argument from a voice that you actually respond to. None other than Keyshawn Johnson. That's Here's correct. Key from December 1st, 2021 on Sean Payton to the Cowboys. If the Cowboys all of a sudden start to dissolve at a rapid rate, which means they're winning a division and they're gone in the first round, now Jerry is forced to be like, yo, what the hell is going on? Now all of a sudden you got Sean Payton looking at Zeke and Pollard and C.D. Lamb and Amari Cooper and, and Gallup and Cedric Wilson and Michael Parsons and Diggs. And you start looking at that stuff. You're going to yourself, hmm, you know, I've, I've been in that area coaching before. You know, I've flirted with the possibility of the Cowboys before. Maybe this is the right time. Maybe so. Might be the right time. <laughs> Might be the right I, time. <laughs> I, I go back and forth on it again. I've, I'm sitting there and I'm listening to myself, Mrs. Benson, as well as Jerry Jones. And I start kind of 
playing with tricks on my own mind as to does it make sense and would it make sense? Then I look and dive deeper into it, and I say to myself, it would make all the sense of the world, except you got a staff issues now. Staff issues is what you're up to. And by the way, Mike T echoed the same sentiment. I listen, let, let's, This is Jerry Jones. It's not just your own argument that convinced you. It's changing circumstances, including what the Cowboys owner has said. And, Jay, what the Saints owner said, let's start with the Cowboys owner, Jerry Jones, 105.3 The Fan from Friday. If I thought changing out men at any level would improve us, I would change it out. Uh, I've looked, looked around. I see a lot of names, a lot of great names, a lot of great names from colleges, a lot of great names. I see them coming through. I've seen a lot of great names at uh, various duties in the NFL come and go over the last 30 years. Okay, I haven't seen but a couple of them that I thought might have a straight shot into what's up above. That's Belichick up there in uh, New England. His record has been unbelievable. But uh, aside from that, I'll be very candid with you. I see human beings, human predators, human uh, work ethic, human excelling, and coming up with a way to go. Uh, bottom line is, yes, I'm very, very frustrated and upset that we've, uh, co- you can call it COVID, you can call it anything, mm-hmm. but we have used up some very talented players over the last few years. You know what I love about that is that Jerry Jones is pretty much telling everybody, he's putting everybody on blast saying, no excuses, COVID isn't going to be an excuse, injuries aren't going to be an excuse. I don't want to hear players talk. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. With how we're constructed, this is good enough to win. And if you can't help my ass win right now, then get off the ship. Mm. That's what that is. Then Gail Benson, the Saints owner, Jay, basketball game last night, was asked about Sean Payton and said, now this is the owner of the Saints saying this. We don't know. Who knows, you know? We'll find out soon enough, I guess. I don't think any of us know. But he'll let us know soon enough. The only reason we're not playing you that sound, because we've all heard the sound, is there's so much ambient noise, right, from the game that it's hard to hear. If you're watching it on TV, you can kind of slip read as she's saying it. Mm-hmm. But, but this is not a quote we're reading in the paper or something. We all heard this sound. That's the Saints owner, guys. Yeah, and she's saying that because she doesn't know. Sean went MIA on him, basically, yeah. and he's not saying anything about his intentions right now on what he wants to do. And that's a page from Bill Parcells. Taking a page out of Coach Parcells' book. What would Parcells say? Nothing. He'd say nothing. He'd just go. In fact, one, the year that I left the Cowboys to go to the Carolina Panthers, it was a whole situation going on in Dallas. Bill took off and didn't inform Jerry and them for like several weeks. Just didn't, just like, they didn't know if he was going to retire. He, you know, because Why? He What's the point? He didn't want T.O. It was like a whole thing. And Jerry... Got in the middle of it. That was the last year that he before he retired. So this ain't nothing but a page out of Bill's book. Mm. That's all. It but is. what's the efficacy? Like, what's the point of the of the move? Because um, I want to be left alone. I want to think. I want to process. Uh, I don't need to be talked into coming back. I'm trying to line up my ducks if I do do something. Max, it, you ever hear about what Bill Gates and Warren Buffett do? Mm-mm. They take two-week vacations where they leave their phone and they literally read books and strategize about where they see the market and what is happening next. Like Sometimes it's great to detach yourself away from a situation that you're already starting to go down this 
road of saying, I don't like what it's feeling like, to think through, what do I want to do? And just that detachment is enough to send a sign to people that, number one, I have leverage here. And number two, yes, I'm not happy. Because if I were happy, everything would still be the same. We would be have constant communication. But that lack of communication now puts you on notice. So there's two components to it. One is... It's a power play in the sense that the signal it sends is, I'm in control, I'm the decider. It'll be my will that is imposed here. The owner says, I don't know what he wants to do. Nobody's talked to him. That's the first thing is the outward appearances and the effect it could have. And the second thing is, you need to, as Key said, either actually get your ducks in a row, talk to people, whatever, or Jay, as you point out, Maybe just detach and make up your own mind without mm-hmm. have be trying be listening to people and everything. Listen to yourself, right? Yeah. E- but but that move accomplishes both things. It's not just for looks. It's that it's that it does both those things at the same and, time. And you also you also get a chance to <laughs> dissect and analyze from afar about what is the pulse out there on this. The perspective, yeah. like what are they saying? You know, like who's saying what? What's okay? Mm-hmm. And and you allow people to hypothesize, mm-hmm. right? And that chatter creates opportunity. Because the more chatter there is, the more people start saying, well, oh, I never thought about it that way. And we're not the only ones being influenced. You don't think owners, you don't think GMs, you don't think people are chomping at the bit and, and recognizing opportunities? Yeah, by the way, we don't even have to connect dots. Let's just, here are the dots. You can connect yeah. them or don't connect them if you want. We just listened to audio from Key. From, from December 1st of 2021, this past year. So we're dealing with about two months ago already, right? Am I, am I out of my mind? Yeah, it's like two months ago almost. December. Where Key said, where Key, you said, look, if the Cowboys get bounced in the first round, yeah. Sean Payton's available, all that stuff, right? Yeah. Okay, now here's the next dot. Connect them or not, if you want, right? Jerry not Jones that, comes out and they're says. they're leading the league in penalties, <laughs> like week four, week five, you're like, what? Jerry Jones comes out and says, a lot of people came through the building. A lot of them really talented and everything. He's not trying to waste time, waste careers. Man, I'm getting old. He's also saying Mike McCarthy, if I like him, right? He's like, look, the only dude I know who's got, he said, a, I think he said a direct line to the guy upstairs or whatever it was, was, you know, everyone else is human. Human yeah. frailties, human, you know, work ethic, human everything. He was talking about Belichick as, look, if you got Belichick and saying, None of y'all are Belichick. Y'all are different human levels of coach, right? <laughs> so that's the second dot. And then, the, then the third one maybe is um, the owner of the Saints coming out and saying, I don't know what Sean Payton's going to do. Oh, what? okay, those are three dots out there. Is there a connection? Can you make a connection from your prediction key and your read of the situation to what Jerry Jones said to now what the owner of the Saints is saying? If he was to make a move, it would have been if – if Jerry was to hire Sean, it probably would have been already. Because? This, because there's a lot of layers to this. It's the coaches, the assistant coaches. Kellen Moore is under contract. Dan Quinn is going to get a head coaching job most likely. Who's going to be his defensive coordinator? Who's going to be receiver coach? Offensive line. All that sort of stuff. And we don't know if Sean wants to do TV for a year, let it recharge his battery – and then come back when Mike McCarthy screw it up like he screwed up the Green Bay Packers, even to this day, as you would say, Max. Okay. That might not be a bad thing. Make ten to twenty million dollars for one year, sign a TV deal, let everybody see your face, talk, let them hear you how you analyze the game, and just continue to raise your price in the marketplace. I wonder if Sean I think Sean Payton is one of those special coaches. I think he's different than just your run of the mill yeah. head coach. Good coach. And I think I, I wonder if 
I, you would assume Jerry sees him that way also. Who wouldn't? All right. This has been uh, great, guys. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, just fantastic. Super. Key's getting ready for first take. See that? Second take. Yeah, you should see these guys when the cameras go off. They start getting ready to. <laughs> Show's not over. Wait a minute. We got another six seconds. Back tomorrow, Troy Vincent joins us 8.30 a.m. Eastern. Greenies coming up right now. Perf. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.